0: Welcome to the Connector Podcast, an ongoing conversation connecting fintechs, banks and regulators worldwide. Join CEO and founder, Cohen van der Hooydong, as you learn more about the latest available trends and solutions in the markets. Welcome to another podcast. And today it's a special one because it's the first out of a series together with Belgium fintech. And I have with me Noelia, all the way from Spain, mm-hmm. and she works for Service Now. Can you tell us a little bit more, what are you guys doing, and also introduce yourself?
1: Yes, of course. Uh, good morning, Kun. Um For me, it's a great pleasure to be here today in your podcast, um, and to be talking about what Now does, and who am I. Um, let's start with uh, who am I, even if it's a little bit kind of... Um, Egoist, maybe. Um, Not at all. <laughs> I am the head of financial services, go to market at ServiceNow, mm-hmm. um, focused on regions like um, South EMEA, UK, and I am also supporting the North region. Um, and I've been with the company for quite some time already, looking to help customers that are in the fintech space or financial space to get the best outcome of our solutions.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And I work for ServiceNow. ServiceNow is a company that is quite young, um, but um, not so much. We have like 20 years in the market and we basically... That's not so young. It's not so young, but if you compare us to, I don't know, other other in the industry... The other dinosaurs. Industry, the dinosaurs, then we're pretty young. <laughs> And, uh, well, we've been, um, what we're trying to do is basically help our customers to work their work better. Um, mm-hmm. We are a company, you know, quite sizable at the minute. We are 20,000 employees, twenty twenty one thousand employees across the globe. And uh, we have very, um, I think we have a very successful trajectory. We've been growing like fast. Uh, we are now a 7 billion company. With an aspiration of becoming 16 billion company by 2026.
0: Wow, amazing!
1: And an aggressive growth rate between the 25 percent, 30 percent year and year. So yeah, kind of um, we're on a challenge, and we're on a we're on a route. Not journey. So you,
0: you make me feel very small when you give all these numbers.
1: Well, <laughs> I think it's um it's the outcome of work, and it's the outcome of uh the outcome of a trajectory, basically, of of helping customers to understand where are their challenges and how technology can help them. So it's just one step after the other.
0: Mm-hmm. ServiceNow has been, um, or is, a workflow automation tool. Did you see any changes after the corona crisis, so post-COVID?
1: Well, quite a lot. Um, I think that with COVID and, and post-coronavirus, uh, what we learned is that we couldn't depend on the things that we were doing before. Mm-hmm. I think that's a, as a workflow company, we're... Yeah, or an enterprise software company better said, I think that what we have realized is that companies around ourselves and particularly in financial services cannot be dependent on, on manual work, manual tasks and silos. Mm-hmm. So what we've seen is a an, an deliberate intention to move and to automate more so mm-hmm. that people can be more connected and that the information is flowing better uh, from one part of the business to another one. Just imagine what has happened with the insurance offshore. We have, for example, banks working with us that had a lot of operation that was offshore um in mm-hmm. India or other parts of the world. And all of a sudden you have to repatriate all that to continue to provide services and critical services like for example, um, you have had a problem with your credit card, you have a problem with the payment and you want that to be fixed. Mm-hmm. Um before the pandemic, probably there were some means to do that. After the pandemic, I think that we realize is that all these businesses need more More, more agility, more flexibility, and more speed to be able to, to resolve all of that. And as a consequence of that, connectivity, automation, work flowing and bringing people inshore has been kind of key so that the operation could continue. Now that we're back to normal because of the rhythm, because of the attitude, and because of the experience, mm-hmm. we have now continuing to do so. So we're not going backwards. I think that we're going forward when it means when it comes to automation and, and the speed of communication and, and flow of information between different departments.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, talking about going forward, We're here in a podcast because of uh, Fintech Belgium uh, and the DFS. Um, Obviously, the topic of the day of the event will be about regulations. I don't think that service now is regulated. But how do you look at regulations? Is that for you a blessing or is it cumbersome?
1: Well, for us, uh, regulation is part of our DNA. It's part of the life, particularly when you're looking at the business in like financial services that is heavy, heavy regulated. We're not a regulated company, but we understand that our customers are heavy regulated and it is important for us to be able to support them where they need. So mm-hmm. we take regulation really seriously. For us, I think it's, it's an advantage the way that the solution is built, particularly in the particular space for financial services and how we embed controls for risk and for compliance in every single process, whether that's an IT process or it's a business process, um, I think it's it's part of of why we think that we cannot be be away from it um, and at the same time we have to embrace it to the benefit of our customers. So we took it really seriously. I think there is advantage in looking at regulation and what regulation is trying to do from a framework perspective, from the conversation and orchestration perspective Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and how technology can leverage and can help financial services institution, whether you're a fintech or a bank or an insurance company, um, to fulfill your obligations.
0: So then you become a rec tech. Kind of. Yeah. Kind of. Mm-hmm. Kind of, yeah. That's my cup of tea. Actually on the website, I, I noticed that there is a, an interesting update around the collaboration between NVIDIA and uh, Accenture. Can you tell us a little bit more? Because uh, workflow and AI, that's like a perfect mix.
1: Oh, yeah. Um, so that's one of the many collaborations that we're establishing. Mm-hmm. I think that for us, the way that we look at generative AI, it is um, it is one of those things that we believe is going to change the conversations for a financial institution in the way they are doing their job. So the Indivia collaboration, particularly, it is meant to be so that we can bring even more computing power to what we are doing. Mm-hmm. Um, at the end of the day, generative AI is a lot about data. How you connect the data and how you create mm-hmm. the data? So the more data you have, obviously, the capacity that you need to be able to manipulate that and to make it to make some sort of outcome with profit, um, it is exponential. So that's one of the ideas. One, one of the investments that we're doing is this collaboration with Nvidia, so that they are giving us the power to compute. And we are providing our customers the capacity to workflow around all of that so that when you have the data and you have the capacity, you can decide. You could be exploring areas, for example, around uh, code to text. So the system is going to be able to provide our developers suggestions on the applications they are building Mm -hmm. for them to correct, publish or maybe change completely. We are looking at the capacity of this technology to summarize the conversations that we're having with customers Mm -hmm. so that it is easier for them to bring up all the information they need at any point given. We are looking at the capacity of these kind of technologies to even suggest what kind of workflow you should be building. Like, you know, I don't, I want to create a workflow that helps me with uh, payment operations, for mm-hmm, example. Mm-hmm. So the system to suggest based on best practices and, and based on the learning, what should be the necessary steps and the necessary tasks between each of those um, steps. Um, that's what we're looking at. And that's why for us it's so important, this collaboration with uh, with NDVIA. It's not the only one. We've also signed up with uh, Cognizant and other partners um, mm-hmm. for what we call... Also about AI? Also about AI, everything AI and generative AI. Uh, we're we're we calling it the AI Lighthouse Project, where we are looking at companies and we are looking at financial institutions that also want to be part of the initiative, uh, whereby, well, we are all bringing to the table what we do best. Uh, we have these partners, like NVIDIA for Computation Capacity, but we also want our customers to be in the journey with us to, mm-hmm. to collaborate, to create new use cases, to to see, you know, where we are going with the te- this technology. Because at the end of the day, what we are really looking to is how we can best serve that kind of um, ecosystem and universe. Mm-hmm. So it's one of many. We've been very serious about AI and what we're doing. Um, we have our own le- le models. Le- <coughs> and, uh, but we're also exploring how we can build new models with the help of our customers in kind of co-creation type of mode. Um, and with these these providers that obviously are helping us to to expand the capacity of the platform.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, taking it back a little bit then back to the regulation part and AI that there's a lot to do about that AI for good, for example. How do your does your company look at that?
1: Well, we um, obviously we take very seriously anything that has to do with regulation and the perception of AI is good or bad for a business. I think that there is also a big conversation about particularly in this space with banks and so on and so forth, what's going to happen with my data, right? If I am uh, giving data to the bank and the bank is using this type of technologies, is my data going to be safe? Is it going to be used for a good use and so on and so forth? I think one of the things that we've done is to publish our Responsibility AI Act uh, Mm -hmm. on how we go about it with transparency, how we use the data uh, when we are looking at AI and also the other thing that we do, as we have done with other regulations, is what's happening in the different markets and how we can abide to the regulation. So we're mm-hmm. quite close to the AI Act here in the EU and what it means for us. Um, and I think it's just a, I think this it's a learning learning journey for, for many of us uh, when it comes to regulation and AI. Because, mm-hmm. um, um, yeah, I think that there's three things that we have to look at when we're looking at regulation and AI. The first one is uh, speed. Yeah, AI seems to be faster than regulation is coming. So how can we collaborate with these institutions, regulation authorities and supervisory authorities, to gain flexibility and speed? on mm-hmm. what we're trying to do. Um, second thing is, what do you want to regulate? Uh, because it's not the same to regulate, for example, for a video game that you should be regulating for a chatbot that is providing you help with your bank account.
0: Completely um, different ballgame. game.
1: Exactly. And the third one is, who is going to regulate all that? It is going to be just the supervisor authority. Should it be some sort of high responsibility between software companies working in AI, on AI together with the governments, together with the supervisor authorities? Mm-hmm. I think there's, there's a combo there that is not yet solved. We're all on a journey. But I think it's quite interesting uh, how we're looking at it from a EU perspective. Um, there's kind of a framework. And based on that framework and the risk that it should exposed you to when using AI, I think it's very clear um, how how the framework will ask us to act and to put the remediation or to give the explanations behind the kind of technology we're using.
0: Mm-hmm. We're almost to the end. So I was wondering, uh, DFS is coming in December, a large event here in Belgium. What are you expecting from the event?
1: I think we're expecting a lot. We're expecting a lot of collaboration. We're expecting a lot of inspiration and see where the fintech business is going. I think that we're all talking a lot about open banking, open finance. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're also talking about embedded finance, the world of payments. So I think that we are looking to connect, to collaborate, to embrace new ideas and to well, to support as well. Because at the end of the day, we are an ecosystem. And I think that is benefiting in partnering with companies uh, mm-hmm. like ServiceNow. Uh, to explore and expand what we can do with those kind of capacities. We're all about integration and, and bringing in new technologies like blockchain or anything that is new around payments or embedded finance and how we can leverage that new innovation that is coming to the market. So high high expectations about all of that.
0: That's good. We all have. <laughs> <laughs> but that leads me like nicely into my last question. Um, you talk about ecosystems, but ecosystems only exists. If there's more people, so how can people actually enter the ecosystem? How can people contact ServiceNow?
1: Well, one thing is quite easy. They can come to our website, www.servicenow.com. Uh, they can contact our colleagues here in Belgium. Uh, my colleague, girl, Suilang, um, at servicenow.com, will be very happy to to support our customers. And I think we are we're there. We're in, uh, in many, many forums. There's lots of information out there. There's lots of uh, nice videos and podcasts like this. So um, I think that if people hear that, we're just asking them to approach us and to have a conversation about how we can help them with uh, more seamless conversations with their customers.
0: Noelia, thank you so much for joining me in this podcast. Thank you also to the listeners and I uh, wish you a very good day and stay tuned for more news and more updates around DFS in December 2023. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Connector podcast. To connect and keep up to date with all the latest, head over to www.jointheconnector.com or hit subscribe via your podcast streaming platform.